Hello and welcome to the Game Week 17 episode of the FPL Bet podcast. As always, I'm your host, uh, FPL Braveheart. And in last week's podcast, you might recall that I was quite disheartened because I went into Game Week, si- uh, game week 15, I think it was, with a squad that looked very, very good on paper. Um, the fancy football six key players tipped five of my eleven to perform very well, but unfortunately they didn't, um, and I ended up with a 400k or thereabouts red arrow, um, undoing my good work from the previous couple of weeks. Um, game week 17, uh, sorry, game week 16, I went in with not that much optimism. I was wanting to just try and steady the ship. I made a couple of transfers um, and it's amazing the difference that a week can make. So I ended up with a 250 odd green arrow. So not um, recovered all the damage from that bad game week two game weeks ago. But I'm feeling far more optimistic with my team uh, now and happy with uh, my plan for game week 17, 18 and then 1920 because I still have my wild card so I'm in a situation where my plan is for game week 17 and this is a spoiler from my team at the end of the, the episode my plan currently is to save my transfer this week use two free transfers next week use two free transfers possibly a four point hit to really just make my team as good as it can be um, without those Liverpool players I currently only have Trent and Salah so my goal would be maybe to downgrade both of those positions and then use the financial savings to increase um, one of my other positions. So that's currently where I'm thinking um, for game week 17, 18, 19 and 20. Um, and then, sorry, in 19 or 20 I'll be wildcarding because I still have the wildcard. So the way my team performed in game week 16. Let's do that review first. I got 71 points. Um, the average points score was 54, so I was very, very pleased with that. Um, as I said, it was a 250k plus um, green arrow, which was excellent. My two free transfers in were uh, Delhi Ali and Abraham. Um, unfortunately, Abraham only got two points, but his replace and Ali got nine. But Sterling and Connolly, the players that they replaced, both blanked. So it was a net gain for my team. In goals, Ryan, two two points. Um, he conceded two, he made three saves. Um, in games where Brighton don't keep a clean sheet, Ryan's really good for the save points, so I'm quite pleased that he managed to get one on the board. Every little helps at this stage. Uh, in defence, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, he came on frustratingly on the uh, 40th minute, so missed out um, on the clean sheet for Liverpool by 10 minutes. So that is incredibly frustrating, but I'll persevere with him for this game week because of my ultimate plan for the next four game weeks. Lundstrom um, didn't keep a clean sheet again. He hasn't kept a clean sheet since his twenty-one point. No, sorry. Yeah, he hasn't kept a clean sheet since his twenty-one point haul in game week eleven. 
Um, he did have a goal disallowed for VAR and uh, could have had an assist in the game week just gone. So I'm still happy with him. I got him in at 4.1 million, so he is not moving from my team. Um, either with a free transfer or on a wild card, he will be there as a mainstay. Uh, then we have Kelly, who's in my team for uh, Crystal Palace's good run of fixtures, as he is now fortunate to get into the team due to Joel Ward's injury. Um, he got 8 points, uh, clean sheet bonus. He has a bonus point magnet when Crystal Palace managed to keep clean sheets when he's in the team. Um, so for example, they kept a clean sheet... Um, sorry, no, he, he... Yeah, he actually only had two, four bonus points this season, and the other one was not when a clean sheet was kept, but when he got an assist. Um, but he, he is... He is susceptible to getting bonus points, which is excellent, particularly when he is a £4.3 million player currently. Midfield, Salah, fantastic performance from him, really paid dividends for not having Manny um, for the last few game weeks because Manny was rested and then Salah uh, ably deputised for him for Liverpool as the, the main uh, points getter. Managed to get a goal, an assist, a clean sheet and two bonus points. Um, yeah. Very, very happy with Salah. De Bruyne was at the heart of everything City did, but unfortunately they didn't do very much against Man United. Um, he, he still looked lively, but the, the, just the end product wasn't there for City. Um, he will get this game week, but afterwards I may be thinking uh, a, a long term with De Bruyne, because I, I fully expect City to be focusing more on the Champions League. Um, but they don't have Champions League again until February, so there's something maybe that I get to my delay my decision on that. That just so happens, um, if you are thinking of keeping De Bruyne for the foreseeable, they have Arsenal and Leicester next. Leicester is a difficult fixture, but Arsenal, they can get a few goals against them, surely. Um, after that, they've got Wolves away, Sheffield United away, Everton at home, Aston Villa away, Crystal Palace at home, Sheffield United away. But then it comes to February, which is when the Champions League comes back, and City may be putting more of the focus on that. And in that run between the 1st of February and the 4th of April, uh, City play Tottenham away, Leicester away, Arsenal at home, Man United away, Chelsea away, and Liverpool at home, um, up until game from game week 25 to 32. So, OK, they do have a West Ham home and Burnley at home in the midst of those, that run of difficult fixtures, but... I can see a lot of rotation in those fixtures if the league is done, which it seems to be at that case, at the at the case at the moment, at least from the city perspective. Um, I'm a Liverpool fan, so I am not uh, counting my chickens at the moment because I, you know, I was born in the nineties, so Liverpool have never won a league in my lifetime, and it just it seems as though it may be a little bit too easy if we just assume that it's done before Christmas. Something is going to happen. I, I'm just I yeah I'm a worrier when it comes to that. So, um, but I think come February, if you still have some city assets, maybe time to think about what uh, what's to happen with um, with them. Delhi Ali came into the team first game week. Uh, two two assists, one clean sheet. Fantastic. Um, Son outscored him, but I, Son is a player that I have on my firmly on my radar for the upcoming game weeks. Maybe that Salah, when he leaves my team, 
um, due to the blank game week, I'll be bringing in Sun for him. Uh, Zaha banked again, uh, got a yellow card. Hasn't really done much since I brought him in. He had back-to-back -back goals, and now against Watford and uh, Bournemouth, he has blanked twice. Um, still good fixtures: Brighton next, Newcastle, West Ham, Southampton, Norwich. I have no issues with him at the moment. I may consider his position on my wild card if he's not, he doesn't manage to score in the next two. But for now, I'm happy to keep, particularly given the fixtures and that he is the focal point of the Crystal Palace attack. Captain Vardy, what can you say about him? Uh, two goals scored, three bonus points. Kept his run of goal scoring going. He has scored in every game uh, and since he blanked. The last blank he had was in game eight against Liverpool. And in that time, he's returned points totals of 8, 26, 12, 12, 6, 5 and 13. He is Mr. Consistent and the captaincy armband is firmly on him for this week as they are at home to Norwich. Um, alternatively, you do have a good fixture for Liverpool if you have a Liverpool asset um, at home to Watford because you've got Salah or Manny. Those are very, very capable players and uh, I'll come to it when I'm doing the game week previews. Um, Watford, Liverpool has been a very, very profitable uh, fixture for Liverpool um, in recent seasons. And Abraham blanked, um, disappointing. Still got okay fixtures coming up between now and game week 19. Bournemouth at home, Tottenham away, unfortunately, and then Southampton at home. So I will be keeping him at least until game week 19, I think, because I, I do have 20, game week 20 pencils in for my wild card. Um, and it may be that Abraham becomes Rashford at that point, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And we'll see what I'm able to do with my wild card. I have played about with the wild card squad, but I haven't found something that I am wanting to, to scream and shout about as yet. And then finally, Jimenez got an assist. He, he did look tired. Um, in the last three game weeks, he's only got two assists. Um, but if we look back until game week eight with him, he has had uh, four goals, I think, and four assists in that those eight game weeks. So he is on still on decent form and just plugging away with those points. Um, 7.5 million. He he has he does represent some good value at the moment. So now let's look ahead to the this game week's fixtures. Um, so the let's start with the um, lunchtime kickoff: Liverpool against Watford. And um, Liverpool heavy favourites. Bet 365, um, which is the bookie that I use for collecting the odds to see who's been tipped, has Liverpool to win this. By uh, the the other 1.18 heavy heavy favourites to win this game. Um, in the last in their last um, seven Premier League games against Watford, Liverpool won six of them, drew one, scoring 25 goals and conceding just four. And um, since Watford won their first ever trip to Anfield in August 1999, they have lost their next five away games to Liverpool by an aggregate score of one goal for Watford, 20 for Liverpool. Liverpool's last three Premier League home league games against Watford have seen them win 6-1, 5-0 and 5-0. Um, so if you've got a Liverpool option, they are firmly um, firmly captaincy contenders for this game. Um, if you don't have Liverpool players at the moment, 
I would be reluctant to bring them in now because they've got a, a blank game week next game week, um, so game week 18, and I would not be bringing in any Watford players at the moment. But if you do have Liverpool players, and the majority of us do, um, I would be retaining them for this game week and strongly considering putting the armband on them if you do not have Vardy. And if you don't have Vardy, you should probably get him. Next game week is uh, next game is Burnley against Newcastle. Uh, Burnley tipped to win this game, but interestingly, Newcastle haven't lost to Burnley in their last three meetings. Burnley have lost the last three games in the trot, whereas in the last three games, Newcastle have won twice and drawn once. John Joe Shelby has been on great form recently. Um, he has managed to get um, a goal in his last three matches. So he's 3-3, three and three, um, and that was against Southampton, Sheffield United, and also Man City. So he is, a, you know, if you are looking for somebody who's maybe a wee bit of a, a fodder midfielder and an enabler, uh, General Shelby may be somebody that you might want to consider if you're looking for a differential. He's 5.1 million. Um, he has only sc he scored five goals so far this season. So 5.1 million, that's actually pretty decent. But then you've got players like Cantwell at 4.7, who I think have, yeah, he scored four and got two assists. So you make a financial saving. So if you're looking for a, a fodder, General Shelby may be a little bit too expensive for that. Um, moving on now to Chelsea against Bournemouth. This is a should be a good game for the likes of Abraham Mount Pulisic. Um, for those of us who are holding them, Bet365 have Chelsea to win at 1.25. But interestingly, Bournemouth haven't lost in their last five uh, have sorry, have lost their last five matches, haven't lost it, it's been very nice for those Bournemouth fans, but they've lost all five of the last five matches, so Chelsea are strong favourites here, and I think that Abraham would be a very firm captaincy shout if you are looking for a bit of a differential, but I, I still prefer the likes of Manny, Salah, and Vardy, especially Vardy. Um, they won this exact fixture at Stamford Bridge last year 2-0, so it, whilst it's, it does look like a plum fixture for them, it may not be an um, uh, absolute route that we perhaps were expecting. Leicester against Norwich next, and Leicester have won their last nine matches. They're on tremendous form, Vardy scoring in every game since game week eight. Um, Madison has been on tremendous form as well. They are really playing some excellent football under Rodgers, um, and I think most people now will have a Leicester defender, a uh, Leicester midfielder, and a Leicester attacker. I personally only have a Leicester attacker in Jamie Vardy. Um, I do like Madison. I would like to get Madison. He is something, someone who is on my radar for my wild card. Um, I also like uh, the defence. So we've got Evans, who scored last week, and Sionku. Evans is a, a player who is very, very um, much a focal point of set pieces for Leicester. So if you have your wild card, or if you're just looking to finally get in some Leicester defenders. But the caveat to that, I would say, is they have Norwich this week, but then have City and Liverpool in the next two games. And I would not think that they'll be getting a uh, clean sheet in those two games. 
But after that, if you are wildcarding in 19 or 20, then you have the, a very good run of fixtures. It's West Ham away, Newcastle away, Southampton at home, Burnley away, West Ham at home. So if you don't have a, a Leicester defender like me, then maybe don't get them this week because you've got one game week and then two bad game weeks. But following that, you have a run of five or six excellent games. Um, whereas if you don't have a Leicester attacker, I think it would be okay to get them this week because I can see them getting a goal against City or Liverpool because they've not been too prolific for clean sheets so far this season. Sheffield United, um, this is a peachy match um, for in, historically. So Sheffield United and Aston Villa have each won, uh, won in their last five matches. Sheffield United are tipped to win this match by 1.85 by the 6 5 um, I'd be watching for the press conference because Musa has been nursing a bit of an injury recently so if you do have him he is uh, somebody that I would be very much watching the, the press reports about him because you don't want to well, if you do if you do have him he presumably have a, a good Breath and field out, you play a 3 5 2 if need be, or a 4 4 2. Um, Sheffield United have won just one of their last five home games against Aston Villa, but last season in the Championship won 4 1. And I am. I would be reluctant to bring in any Sheffield United player in this game, to be perfectly honest, and Grealish is one booking away from getting a suspension. I'd be reluctant to bring in a, a player from either of these two teams. If you if you have Henderson, if you have Lundstrom, then obviously you play them in this game, or if you have uh, McGinn or Grealish, obviously you play them, but I'd be reluctant to target this game in particular. Southampton against West Ham. Now Southampton are the favourites to win this game. However, West Ham have won the previous three matches against Southampton, and they did look a little bit better in, in stages in the match against Arsenal during the week. Southampton have been on a decent run of form. Uh, they've lost, they lost their last game, but they won the previous two and drew one, um, whereas West Ham have lost four of their last five. Danny Ings, James Ward-Prowse are the t players to target for Southampton. Um, if we look at Danny Ings in his recent games, Danny Ings has scored uh, against Newcastle. He scored against Southampton. He scored against uh, sorry. He scored against Norwich. He scored against Watford. He scored against Arsenal. He scored against Everton. So he is in a, on a run of five consecutive games, and I think he could make that six. So that's a, that's a mini that's a mini um, it's a mini Vardy run of form. James Ward-Prowse has um, managed to return points in three, four, sorry, four of his last six, uh, five matches. Sorry, um, he is looking on good form at the moment and is playing very well. Southampton have come onto a game recently um, and have relatively plum fixtures coming up. So if we look at their Fixtures, their immediate fixtures are quite fun, but then you get then you get difficult again post Boxing Day through to about middle of January. But then in January, 
they have excellent runs again. So the next two matches are against West Ham and against Villa, but then they face Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Tottenham and Leicester. So if you have a wild card plan for games 19 or 20, then certainly attacking the likes of Danny Ings, um, if he did attack me, he'd probably get injured, but targeting the likes of Danny Ings and James Ward-Prowse for the next two game weeks wouldn't be a bad shout at all. If you for West Ham, my tip would be avoid like the plague. So we've got four games left um, for this game week, and they are the first one is Man United against Everton. Uh, Rashford is on excellent form. I wouldn't necessarily be targeting Man City's defence so far because the last time they kept a clean sheet in the league was against um, was against Leicester in game sorry in September, on September the fourteenth. So they are not a team to target defensively. But Rashford and Martial are certainly worth attacking in the attacking sense. Rashford has been on tremendous form. He did have an excellent run last Christmas. Um, he so he does seem to do very well in this spell. And from game week 17 until game week 22, which would be the 11th of January, they have some great fixtures. They've got Everton at home, Watford away, Newcastle at home, Burnley away, and Norwich at home. The only so-called difficult fixture is Arsenal away, but as we've seen, Arsenal are able to be scored against by the likes of West Ham. So I think Rashford is definitely a shout if you are looking for a slightly um, different forward from the, the VAJ. Um, Rashford is only owned by 23.2% of the game, um, compared to the likes of Abraham, um, who is owned by 359 But most importantly, uh, Rashford has 101 points in the game, whereas Abraham has 97. So, to offer a comparison, Aubameyang has 101 points as well, and is worth £2 million more than uh, Rashford. So, you're getting a £2 million discount on Aubameyang points with form and fixtures for Man United. So, Rashford is firmly on my radar for the upcoming game week. Wolves against Tottenham next. Tottenham uh, significant favourites in this game, but Wolves haven't lost in their last eight matches. Um, they have had three draws in their last five, uh, whereas Tottenham have won four of their last five. So, I think that for Tottenham, defensively you're targeting Aurea, midfield you're going for Son and or Ali, and then up front there is only Kane. Um, for Wolves, Jimenez, Jota up front, depending on your price points, um, maybe worth a shout. Not this game week, but next game week they have Norwich. So if you have, say for example, Firmino, and you're looking to downgrade him by a transfer for next week, um, transfer him out so you've got a player that plays next week, then Jimenez and or Jota um, are a good shout. Probably or rather than and or. Midfield, I like uh, Adama Traore. And in defence, I like Matt Doherty, but to be honest, I think he's a little bit expensive. But if you have one game week, your move that you're looking to make prior to a wild card, for example, then he may be worth a shot next week against Norwich. Uh, the big game for this game week is Arsenal against Man City. Man City are the significant favourites, and they've won the previous five matches against Arsenal. Um, 
in terms of injuries, Aguero still out, um, and for Arsenal, Tierney and Bellerin both picked up injuries during the week. Um, City are not on great form to present honest. They lost the last match against United, obviously. Before that, they won two and drew two. Arsenal have won their last match, but then before that, lost two and drew two. I can see this being a clear City win. Um, I think they're going to take out a little bit of revenge on Arsenal. Arsenal still don't have a manager. Um, they did drop back a set, so there is a bit of rotation happening there with, uh, with Arsenal. Um, I... If I, to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't be transferring in any Arsenal players at the moment until I know what's happening with their manager. And for City, I would be, I'd hold them for this game week as I'm going to with the with De Bruyne, but I wouldn't be targeting any City players for this game week because we don't have as much of a run of fixtures um, coming up. They've got Arsenal away and then Leicester at home, um, but most importantly, they don't have form at the moment, so. I wouldn't be targeting them because they don't have fixtures and they also don't have form. But if I do have those players, I would be holding for this game. And then finally we have Crystal Palace against Brighton. Um, it is a derby, so it's it's going to be a, a heated affair. Um, it's maybe not necessarily a derby, but a rivalry. Um, Crystal Palace have two wins, one draw and two losses in their last five matches. Whereas Brighton have one win, one draw, and three losses. Um, but the, the win and draw coming in the last two, whereas for Palace, the wins and draw have also came in the last three. Um, Palace have lost this exact fixture last season, but they haven't lost in consecutive home games against Brighton since December 1983. So I think if I had to put my money somewhere on this one, I think it would be a draw. Um, all three of Brighton's last three Monday night fixtures have all finished in 2-2 draws so that may be a good um, a good omen for those of us who own Zaha or um, those of us who own um, Modpie or Trossard or who still own Connolly Crystal Palace have some injuries coming up uh, still they have uh, Jeffrey Schlupp's out injured, Joel Ward's out injured, which benefits those of us who own Kelly. Um, Patrick Van Arnold is still injured, and Mamadou Sacco is suspended. So they do have some defensive fragility, um, which again bodes well for the likes of us that own Mopai and Trossard. But they, they did keep a clean sheet last week. Hodgson keeps his teams tight. So I, I, I do still have optimism that they will be able to do well this game week. Um, and uh, Palace's fixtures are still excellent, so if you are um, still looking for a third, a fourth midfielder, sorry, Zaha at 6.8 million I think still represents some good value, particularly with his Christmas fixtures, because he has played 90 minutes in every game this season, with the exception of the opener against Everton, but that was because he came back from uh, pre-season late. So he plays every single game, and the upcoming fixtures are Brighton at home, Newcastle away, West Ham at home, Southampton away, Norwich away. So they've got good fixtures right up until game 21. So if you're looking for a player who should be assured of starts during Christmas and has great fixtures, then in my view look no further than Wilfred Zaha. He has uh, only scored twice this season and got two assists, um, but those two goals did come in his last four 
so I am hopeful that he'll be able to do something, and particularly because he wants out of Palace, and the January transfer window opens right at the end of that uh, that nice run of fixtures. So if he's wanting to put himself in the shop window, he's got the opportunity to do it in these fixtures, and surely he'll take those fixtures. So that is the for look forward look for this week. Um, as I mentioned earlier, my team itself is going to be the exact same as it was last week. Ryan and goals at Crystal Palace away, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Watford at home, Lundstrom, Aston Villa at home, Kelly, Brighton at home, Salah, Watford at home, Salah will be my vice-captain currently, De Bruyne, Arsenal away, Ali, Wolves away, Zaha, Brighton at home, Captain Vardy, Norwich at home, Abraham, Bournemouth at home, and Jimenez, Tottenham at home. If I had to make a move this week, I would ideally like to maybe improve Jimenez to Rashford, but I'm happy to leave Jimenez this week so that I can capitalise on Liverpool's blank next week and try and move up the rankings a little bit further. Um, And Wolves have Norwich next week, which is a nice-looking fixture. So that is my team for Game Week 17. Thank you, as always, for listening. Please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter with any questions that you may have. Um, I hope that you have um, excellent Game Weeks this week and have some strong Team Arrows. And I will speak to you all next week ahead of Game Week 18. Thanks for listening and see you then.